strength and hope <clears throat> for the next 15 to 20 minutes. And uh, I already talked to Atayma. Thank you so much for doing this. And uh, all right, so uh, my name is Tammy and I am a grateful compulsive overeater. And um, you know what it used to be like before I came into Overeaters Anonymous and that was many years ago, 1978. Um, I just couldn't stop eating and I couldn't stop dieting. I was on a constant yo-yo <clears throat> thing. Um, when I came into Away, I had just um, came into this country. I could barely speak English. And um, I was on my way up. And I was on my way up until I was about 200 pounds. And I was pretty suicidal. I didn't know what to do. I think in my desperation, I, um, I tried Weight Watchers. And uh, I tried... Um, psychiatrist and I remember the psychiatrist putting me on his couch and telling me well you know Freud took decades to psychoanalyze his patients so you cannot expect to recover all that soon um, and you know I was just desperate you know I, I was working um, I had like one dress and two uniforms I was working in a hospital and uh, one pair of shoes and one pair of tongs because I couldn't fit into anything else. And the worst part is that I couldn't stop eating. I was eating all day long. Um, and then I would come, I was living alone. I would come into my little efficiency at night and continue eating until I would just pass out on the couch. Many nights I would pass out on the couch. And uh, no matter what I tried to stop this spiel of compulsive overeating, I, I couldn't do it and I didn't know um, what was wrong. Uh, my downfall was always sugar. All I had to do is just um, bite into something sugary and um, I couldn't stop. I just really, really couldn't stop. So um, I remember I found a way in the phone book. We had phone books back then. And um, I thought it was an organization of people that um, had uh, given up, that had literally given up, that they, uh, you know, decided to be fat forever. And that was it. And uh, so I decided to give them a try. And I was really surprised to learn about the 12-step uh, programs. I was surprised to learn that everybody in the meeting I was at was abstaining. And I was surprised to figure out that, you know, everybody was happy. Um, that was the strangest things of all. I was so miserable. This was back in Miami and it was very, very hot. And, you know, I remember wearing my one dress and sweating and uh, feeling very greasy and awful. And I saw people that actually looked good and were happy. So um, I stayed and, um, Back in those days, um, they told me, well, you know, you have to pick a sponsor. You have to call her every day. Then they gave me this sheet and it was the blue sheet back then. They had kind of changed from the gray sheet to the blue sheet. And it was a diet and it gave you exactly a list of things that you were supposed to eat and uh, how much of it you were supposed to eat and how much at, it, at each meal you were supposed to eat. And I thought, okay, you know, I don't know that I can do it. I don't even have a scale or a measuring cup or anything like that. 
Um, so they told me, well, you know, it's like, you know, we're all addicted to sugar and sugar is our downfall. So as long as you stop eating sugar for now, that's good. So that was the first thing I did. I stopped eating all sugary food and um, a little clarity kind of came into my mind. I was too scared to ask anybody to sponsor me because I couldn't understand half of what was going on in that meeting. Um, you know, they talked about these books and this steps and so on it, it was all just way way too confusing but I understood that I had to stop eating sugar so I stopped eating sugar and that gave me some clarity and then little by little I started eating three meals a day and that gave me a little bit more clarity and then finally I just had the courage because every time I came back to that meeting they told me you have to get a sponsor you have to get a sponsor so they kept just drilling it into me so um, I asked this woman, she was called Maria, and I picked the skinniest woman I could find. And um, I asked her to be my sponsor. And she said, well, you know, you have to write down your food every day and you have to call me. You have to call me the evening before and you have to tell me what you're going to eat the next day. So I started doing that. I thought, okay, I can do that. I took that. I took that gray sheet and that blue sheet and uh, you know, I started kind of measuring out my quantities and I would call her and it was like a fun game. And then she said, well, now I have to give you assignments. And what they did, they worked this thing called the Westminster Program of Abstinence, which um, gives you one assignment every day and you work that way through the 12 steps. So I would call her, I would give her my food and I would give her these assignments, I would, that kind of got me into writing. Um, slowly, I started understanding the program. They told me to write, the, to buy the 12 by step, 12, and to buy the uh, big book. So I bought those, and I started understanding things better. And uh, then after about a year of that, I had lost a bunch of weight, and then I decided to join my family here in California. I came to California and everybody was abstinent, but they were abstinent in a different way. They didn't do the gray sheet that I was so used of doing. And I couldn't find a sponsor to sponsor me properly. So I, um, I never started eating sugar again, but I tried doing this three meals a day thing that they were doing and it just didn't work for me. So um, I gained part of my way back. I relapsed, I relapsed for a year. I kept going to meetings. Um, I cried at meetings. I didn't know what to do until they told me to find the sponsor. So um, I found the sponsor and she told me three meals a day, nothing in between and don't eat sugar. Um, and that's what I did. And that's how I got back up again into working the program properly. Um, I kept going to meetings. I lost weight again. Um, and then I really got into working the 12 steps and reading the big book. I started going to a lot of um, OA meetings that read the big book and studied the 12 by 12. I started sponsoring people. I would do service, you know, whatever service they asked me to do, uh, speak at meetings, be treasurer, be whatever thing they wanted me to do. Went on for years and uh, my life, um, changed completely, you know. I um, realized that I came from a family of alcoholics, that my problem was just beyond the compulsive overeating. Um, you know, I started working with a therapist. 
Um, you know, I kept working the 12 steps. I think between working with the, with the therapist and working the 12 steps, I gained a lot more self-knowledge and understanding of my disease of compulsive overeating by uh, working the 12 steps and by reading the, the big book. I mean, uh, the stories are just totally amazing. And I could relate to everything in the, in the big book. Um, you know, food is like alcohol for me and it's not just sugar, it can be really anything. If I'm in a bad place, um, you know, I want to eat. Um, I'm a compulsive overeater by heart. And, uh, you know, for a while, I think during my diet dates, especially, you know, I tried drinking thinking, well, that's a lot more fashionable. You know, if I could just drink a little bit and then, you know, feel good about myself because I'm drinking and not have to do this food stuff, that would be wonderful, but it, it just didn't work. I mean, I tried smoking. I thought it was very fashionable to run around with a cigarette and a little black cup of, cup of black coffee and, um, you know, do that instead of eating. And I could do it for a little while and just didn't work for me because food is my thing. Food is my friend. You know, I eat and I feel good. You know, I can get quite orgasmic eating certain foods that it works better than sex for me. Um, so, and that's the thing. And, you know, in the big book, it says that we have to continuously keep looking for a higher power and try to improve our spiritual contact with that higher power. And um, throughout this, the years, that's been a quest for me. You know, I've been to different religions and I went back to my own religion of origin and I find a lot of solace there, but I find more solace here in my 12 steps. Um, I've joined different 12 step groups because I have different diseases and uh, I found a lot of recovery in the different 12 step groups. Um, you know, I have a problem with people, with relationships, and I've been working on that. I have a problem with things, and I've been working on that. Um, <clears throat> my life has changed tremendously, you know, from, from being very lonely, you know, in program. You know, I have lots of friends in program. I've been through several sponsors in program. I've sponsored many people in program. Um, I developed a career. Um, I'm still working uh, and I'm very proud of it because I love what I do. I can go to work and really love what I do and be of service to my patients. Um, I'm abstinent. Um, three years ago, um, I have had some problems. I found out, you know, right during COVID that um, I developed stage three cancer. And I've been dealing with that since. So that was sort of hard because I've had super surgery. And you know how they say in a way that, you know, you feel grateful for every bite you take and you end up feeling grateful for every pound you carried. You know, I was always annoyed at myself for not being able to be, to lose all the weight I carry and be like really skinny. Well, I ended up having the super surgery. We ended up in the hospital for a month without being able to eat anything. 
And uh, boy, did I feel grateful for those few extra pounds that I carried back then because they helped me to not to have a feeding tube. They helped me to go to chemotherapy, a uh, year of chemotherapy, radiation, and all the stuff that you have to do with um, cancer. And, you know, I'm sort of back at regaining a little bit of weight. Um, I cannot eat the way I used to eat. I've had to give up new foods. Um, and that's okay. You know, I've had to give up diet soda. I love diet soda. I've been um, free of diet soda for about three years now. And I miss it tremendously, but that's what I have to do to stay healthy. Um, I don't eat mammals, so I don't eat birds anymore. So I've had to kind of migrate to a limited vegetarian diet. I do eat fish. Um, you know, I've had to work the 12 step and the 12 tradition in different ways because as COVID started, meetings disappeared. And, um, you know, with chemotherapy and so on, my eyesight sort of faded away. So I cannot see as well. So this thing of doing Zoom meetings on one hand, it's tremendously convenient because I don't have to drive and I can do meetings out of my house, but I also have a hard time seeing. So um, I haven't been really asked to speak at a meeting or anything. And I've been very grateful for that because I struggle with my eyesight. It's hard for me to see the little blobs and dots on my iPad here and to read the format. But, um, you know, I do it one day at a time. If I can be of service, I am of service. I go to a couple of live meetings a month and that's been very helpful. I go to lots of phone meetings and Zoom meetings in my different programs. I'm working like aside of the OA program, I work in two other programs. Um, you know, I managed to get married. I managed to stay married for about 28 years now, one day at a time. I have two grown kids and they're doing good. Um, they have their difficulties and I, um, you know, I work those difficulties in my other program. I've learned to love no matter what. Um, and I stay abstinent no matter what. And um, I feel grateful for whatever food plan or abstinence I am given. I feel tremendously grateful to my doctors that keep me alive one day at a time. I feel very grateful to be alive because at one point I thought I was gonna die. And once in a while I think, okay, you know, I'm what, I'm 67, I'll be 68 years old. I've been more than 40 years in OA and the different 12 step programs. You know, I've traveled the world, I've developed a career, I have a family. I've dealt with my parents. My parents, one is a, was a drug addict and the other one an alcoholic and I'm at peace with them. I believe they've done the best job possible. I don't have to wake up and hate myself anymore. Uh, I don't have to eat all day and wake up the next day thinking, okay, this is the day I'm going to go on a diet. I don't have to do that anymore. So, um, you know, I love my body the way it is. I treat my body well. I exercise every day and I love to exercise. I go to the gym four to five days a week. I swim, I walk, I exercise in my house here. I do yoga. Um, I, my body is fit. You know, if the, even after all the chemo and you know, whatever I had, my body is fit. I can go and I can lift weights and I can walk and I yeah. can hike, travel. So, 
um, you know, there's so much to be grateful for, just to be alive. It's just beautiful to wake up and see a tree. Sometimes I'm just grateful for my plants here in the garden. So anyway, uh, with this, I pass. And um, I think I'm gonna, you know, kind of pitch a topic as to, you can speak about your abstinence and your food plan and um, about being grateful, what you're grateful for today. What is there to be grateful for? So um, thank you very much for asking me um, to speak. And um, I'm gonna